Now, God, we pray your manifold blessings upon your word, that you will order our steps, that you would give us strength, that you would help us in our struggles. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Now, I want to thank our great choir. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for him. Praise Jesus. All of them, man. The Lord is so good. I'm going to tell you what they told me in fourth grade. You sit right there. Praise the Lord. But the three ladies that sang for us, will you stand? Kim and Come on, y'all say it. Look, look, look. Look, boy. Boy. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is just so good. I'm thankful for the ministry of music. Amen. And we do have the best, one of the best choirs in the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord is so good. This morning we're in James, James chapter 3, James chapter 3, God's fuel of faith. And I'm going to use as a subject, just push the button. The elevator will come. Just push the button. In James chapter 3, let me give you some uh, contextual integrity. Verse 13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good life his works with meekness of wisdom. What a loaded verse. Wisdom is God's instruction manual. It is that which is invisible and yet insightful, that which is intellectual power to a person who wants to perceive things as God perceives them. When we pray for wisdom, we're asking God to show something to us that he sees. Praying for his insights. It leads, it liberates, yeah, it likens us to the mind of God. God told Isaiah, My ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts. Your thoughts. That, that, that when we understand this magnanimous might, this power of wisdom, it is directional. It gives us God's direction. It is the discerning. It gives us a distinguishment between good and evil. It is detection. It's a detection source that keeps us on the straight and narrow path. Proverbs 16, 16 says, it's better to get wisdom than gold. Uh, yeah. Proverbs 23, 4 says, amen, that uh, uh, says, cease from your own wisdom. 1 Corinthians 1, 24 tells us that Christ 
is the wisdom of God. In our text, James, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's the older brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he's half because Joseph was not Jesus' father. Um, and he's the brother of Jude, the one that wrote the book of Jude. And James is writing to Jewish believers who were under excruciating suffering. They were dispersed. They were going through a lot of uh, problems. And you know, God reaches us easier when we are in problems. He uh, reaches us when we don't have his perception on things. And James, James, James is a practical theological book. It talks about practical faith, a faith that functions under trials. Let me, let me stop, pause the park. First, first, first chapter says, count it all joy at the time you fall into various trials. That the trials are not haphazard. The trials are not a coincidence. The trials come from God. The design of the trials is for the fire testing of your faith. God taste, tests our faith under trials. Are y'all with me this morning? And, 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 and so he, he talks about a, a functioning faith. Now let me stop pausing part because what, everything we say we believe, we really don't believe. That belief don't, doesn't function under fire. There's only a certain brand of faith that's going to function under fire. That's the perseverance. That's being sold out. That regardless of my pain, the master has not left me. Can I get a witness? He, he's talking about functioning, functioning under trials, and then he talks about a faith that can behave under temptations. When temptations comes, when those fleshly impulses attract your old nature, do you have the faith to dispel them? Or are you confused about where they're going to lead you to? Lord have mercy. He, he, he moves, he moves about a faith that can wait on God. Sometimes God delays, and delays are not denials. Delays builds up a dependence. The more God delays us, we, we, we depend on him more. I, I wish I had a witness up in this place. So, 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 so Brother Beeman James, chapter 1, a believer should stand confidently. Stand, stand confidently, stand confidently. Chapter 2, a believer should serve compassionately. Chapter 3, a believer should speak carefully because of the tongue. Chapter 4, a believer should submit courageously in spite of the attitudes of the world. Uh, we, we got wars in us, don't we? Where are all these wars coming from? Yeah. Come they not of the flesh that's fighting against the spirit. What James does is that James begins to give us a whole perception of the meaning, motions, and mission of God's wisdom. Mm. That is... God's, God's wisdom, notice the meaning of God's wisdom is powerful. Verse 13, who, and, 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 and this, this word who, who is a wise man? Can I find one in the church? Uh, who, who is a wise man and endued 
with knowledge. Now notice in, in verse 13, there are three words that are carried all the way through the book of Proverbs. And Solomon wrote 3,000 of them. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding are three words that gives a young man direction, discernment, amen, and, and all that. How to make decisions. Some of us make some crazy decisions. I've made crazy decisions. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, what, what he's saying is, who is a wise man endued with knowledge? And, and what, what, what he's dealing with by way of meaning is that the word wisdom is Sophia in the Greek. It's, it's a word that really means speculative philosophy, but when coupled with Hebraic language, uh, it, 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 it means skillfully applying the knowledge of God. Skillfully. Skillfully. You can tell somebody with a gift of wisdom. In fact, most people that counsel, counselors, have the gift of wisdom. They have the ability, Dr. Bettner, as you do, to see a problem and give an appropriate, Lord have mercy, answer to what the problem really is. It's a wisdom. It's, 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 it's an ability to skillfully approach a situation and pinpoint a problem. I, I, I remember times my car used to, I mean, back, back, in, the, you know, back in the day, my, my car would break down, and this this when everybody worked on their own cars, and my dad would just come up to the car and say, try to start it up. Uh, he said, it's that. He could pinpoint it's the starter. Click, 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 click. It's a starter. You don't get nothing when you turn the key. It's the battery. Or it's a loose case. You start through process of elimination being able to pinpoint a problem. Do I have a witness? Or, or if it, you ain't got no gas. <laughs> Can I get a witness? You, you, you know, you, you, you know this, this doesn't take trigonometry. And, 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 the fact, and the fact of the matter is, is that he talks about knowledge, practical living. How do I live a practical life when I'm exposed to television? Yeah. Internet. Social medias. Who's constantly pouring into me ungodly paradigms. How do I do this thing? How do I, how do I live in a way that's pleasing to God? Amen. How, how do I live with understanding that I have an old nature that's in conflict with my new nature? That every time an impulse comes in, I got to make a decision. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and this understanding is skillfully applied to experience. Mm. James' exhortation is, who is truly <laughs> skilled in the art of living? Who can really write a dissertation on practical living? Who's skilled enough to write about that? <clears throat> when the marriage is on the rocks, but you want to make Jesus happy. When the money is funny, but you refuse to stop tithing. Mm. When the doctors are giving you a bad report, but it will not interfere with your praise session. Just practical, everyday living. And I made some stupid mistakes in my life, man. Paid for them, too. I agree. We don't get away with anything. Pay for it. But God was adding up experiences. God let me fail, falter, and be faithless. So by the time he called me, I could speak from exposition, but I could also speak from experience. Do I have a witness? I don't walk this thing, man. Yeah. 
I was out in them streets, fast life down there, running, gunning. Come on now. Enjoying myself, pleasure seeker, reckless and ruined. Somebody else in the church was just like me. Dead in trespasses and sins. Totally depraved, disobedient. A dead man walking. But one day, Jesus decided to call me. He called me out. He called me out of darkness and translated me into his marvelous light. He gave me a power to cover my pollution. I'm preaching to somebody. He gave me a shout to cover, come on now, all the stuff that was here on the inside. Can I get a witness? He pulled me out of trouble when others thought I was going under. And every time I get to the brink of failure, the Lord steps in. Every time I want to throw the towel in, the Lord pulls me up. But all I got to say to you this morning is just push the button and the elevator will come. Can I get a witness? Uh, there, there is the art of living. Uh, phrenesis is another Greek word for understanding, amen, and the right use of insights. When my uh, mother went on to be the Lord in 2001, I, I, I did the program. I wrote a poem on the back of the obituary. I can still hear her voice. What voice? All the years that I grew up, I could hear that voice of instruction. Are y'all with me? Sometimes I ain't want to hear the voice. Neither did you. Some of us left home because of the voice. Can I get a witness? And you can move 3,000 miles away to California and still hear the voice. You, you, can, you, you can still, so parents, your fussing is not in vain. You can still hear that voice. Can I get a witness? Not like Sanford, dummy, but you can hear the voice. It's tight, but it's right. That, that is the meaning of wisdom is God's guidance, God's direction, God's discernment, amen, God's distinct voice. My sheep hear my voice if they want to hear it. Do I have a witness? Some of us always got another way, another doctrine, another way of thinking. No, just stick with the word. What does the Lord say? Can I get a witness? That, that is, that is, that is, that is, he, he gives us uh, the meaning of biblical wisdom, but then he gives us the motions of biblical wisdom beginning in verse 14. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, don't glory. And, listen, it says, lie not against the truth. Don't make up stories like we often do that God is leading you when the philosophy or the wisdom or the phrenesis that you're governing under is from hell. Don't confuse the matters. <clears throat> check it out, check it out, check it out. I'm, 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 uh, he deals with the pretentious party spirits. Envy. Uh, first of all, it's not God's will for us to envy each other. And the reason we envy each other because we are competitive. And what we think is, if he can do it, I can do it. And if, I, if he can do it, I can do it better. Can I get a witness? <laughs> See, that military taught me how to follow orders. Follow the leader. Can I get a witness? 
you don't have a vision in this church. There's one vision that the Lord gave the pastor, Jeremiah 1, and everybody's under that vision. You are not a leader to lead others away from me. You're not a leader to talk about me. Your, your, your blessings is in how well you can follow God's leader. Or do I have a witness? David's own son, amen. Uh, uh, what's his name? Absalom was a beautiful young man, had long hair, pretty looking, sat at the gate, hugged everybody, kissed everybody like some of y'all. Amen. <laughs> trying to win favor. Come on now. He, he had that scheming spirit. And he was trying to turn the people against his father, David, not knowing that God had anointed David. Y'all ain't getting this. So when he thought he was getting the crowd, his hair got caught in the tree and Joab cut his neck. Because, child of God, whatever God's got for you, you'll get. God never put you down here to scheme to get what doesn't belong to you. Let me look at the clock. So if somebody come in here with a mink stole, praise God for her mink stole. Why get jealous? Because you're wearing a leather coat. You've been wearing a leather coat for 25 years. Don't look at somebody else and get jealous. Say, Lord, give me what you would have me to have. Can I get a witness? If God gave you looks, don't stay in the mirror. Just praise God for the looks. Y'all, excuse me. Thank you, Lord. Eat your heart out. Because all of us are going to lose this stuff. You're going to lose your teeth. So keep smiling. Your hair. Your health. I'm preaching up in there, Doc. You're going to lose it all. Can I get a witness? I used to wear an S-curl. I had my hair done with ultra-wave. In 66, my mother washed it out and turned brown. I was trying to be cool. And I used to wear S-curl. And the S-curl got rid of my hair. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you look at what James begins to say, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, let me, let me tell you a, a truism about marriage that we don't even get. Instead of complimenting each other, we're competing with each other. And as long as we compete, the relationship crumbles. Lord have mercy. You out to prove you smarter than the other one. The other one out to prove they smarter than you. Can I get a witness? That, that, uh, that's tight. Wait till I get to the family. Wait, wait till I get to the family. I'm going to get to the family. Or what used to be the family. Can I get a witness? That, that, that is J James. I'm, 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 let me, uh, he says, uh, if there's bitter envy and then strife, friction in your hearts, you got to question why the friction is there. What is going on inside of you that's caused by something outside of you? Oh, y'all ain't getting this. There's something outside of you that's causing the friction inside of you. And, 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 and child of God, you got to be careful with this because... Here's what he's saying. If you have bitter envy and you strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom, look at the pretentiousness, descendeth not from above. If I'm walking around with all these feelings of anger and hatred and, 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 and friction, that ain't from God. There's something else going on. And we, we can... And let me, let me tell you something I learned in life. Where much is given, much is required. You don't understand. When you look at somebody else and say, I wish I was there. No, you better watch what you wish for. You haven't seen the whole story. 
Do I have a witness? You, you don't know what that person paid to get there that you're not willing to pay. Ah, uh, this thing is tight. That, that is, he says, this wisdom center not from both, but it's earthly, it's sensual, and it's devilish. Satan is about competition. Satan is about self, self-serving, selfish motives, being seen and heard, being respected uh, and patted on the back and applauded. And Satan is behind all that. Can I get a witness? The context is really, listen, godly humility that says, I'm fine just to, you know, the Lord has got my life. I don't need to look over the fence at somebody else. Do I have a witness? And, 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 so, and so, because if you do that, here's what's going to happen. Why me, Lord? You become a victim. The minute I look at Dr. Bettner and say he's prospering, his business is prospering, he's blessing, but God didn't do it for me, now I'm a victim. I, now I have isolated myself into a an area where God really can't bless me. Can I get a witness? It's tight. It's, it's tight. Look, 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 look. He, 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 he talks about the psyche, the sensual psyche, the sensual psyche. And, 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 and please understand, I, I have been a proponent, I have been a recipient of transformation because my mind from the world was sensual. It was sensual. I want to look for no relationship. Relationship for what? It was sensual. It was pleasure seeking. Come on. It was wreck and ruin. It was making me feel good. So if you didn't make me feel good, I ain't want no parts with you. Are you are your hand, Pastor? If I can't make no money with you, I don't want to be with you. If if you can't help me to get to the kingdom I'm trying to build, I don't need you. Everything was selfish and self-seeking. But I'm going to say this to you. The one that God placed in your life is there to balance your backside. You may not like being balanced, but they will balance you. So that pride does not jump in the way. Somebody going to tell you the truth. Can I get a witness? You might be a doctor out there, but let me tell you what you are in here. I, I love you, but I, amen. Uh, iron sharpening iron, and they'll, they'll tend to bring you right back down where you ought to be. Can I get a witness? And then you so blind as a bat with sunglasses on, you sitting there talking about, this ain't from God. I must have the wrong one. No, you want somebody to worship you. You, you don't want somebody to walk with you. You want somebody to worship you, and God is the only recipient of worship. So God gives the believer the pneumaticos, that's the spiritual mind, in spite of the psukikos, which is the carnal way of looking at things, and while we're in the sarcos, hanging there, we'll start dealing with these costs. Can I get a witness? That I need the pneumaticos, the spirit, pneuma. I need the spirit to impact me when I start getting caught up in my flesh. When I start looking at things through the eyes of self, self-centeredness. Can I get a witness? When I look at things through the eyes, Brother Beeman, of my flesh, my sukikas. The problem in the church is we bring the sukikas in here, we put the pneumaticas to the side, and we want everybody to be happy in the sarcas. And God says, I ain't doing that. You need the pneumaticas, you need the spirit to free you up. All these rivalry spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Disorder, confusion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work with him. Just trying to push the button and get to the elevator. For where, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Now, now listen, I was standing on this morning. Yesterday, I had a meeting at Penrose Diner in Philly with all the guys that I played baseball with. And I heard a lot of them showed up. You know, you know, where's Raymond? Where's Raymond? Well, uh, and I had something at home I had to take care of with my wife. So I got in my truck and I'm going and I called. They said, man, the breakfast is over. You know, a lot of people showed up and I got upset. And, you know, because these are guys from South Philly I grew up with, I played ball with. And then I started reflecting what was going to happen at that breakfast. Well, we were going to talk about old times. Knowing me, I'm going to give them a track. But we're going to talk about old times. And we're going to talk about baseball. I'm still the champ. So, <laughs> Sister Gordon ain't say nothing about baseball. And God was saying, you don't need to hear about that. You don't need to talk about that. I, I'll catch up with them guys again. A lot of them been to church. But my point is that we have a solicitation of pride. We like hearing about ourselves. We like hearing how great we are. We like hearing that we know everything. I'm preaching up in this place, God. We, we like hearing that somebody ought to fall down and worship me. Can I get a witness? And the, and the, and the bottom line, the bottom, the bottom line is, he says, I, I, want, I want to get to here. He says, but the wisdom, verse 17 that is from above, that in my walk, in my talk, in my worship, listen, in my works, I ought to be using God's wisdom. Not my will, but may thine will be done. Lord, what is it you would have me to do? Who is it you would have me to marry? Where is it you want me to go? What is it you want me to do? And God's word will not conflict with itself. It's a lie from the pit. Because your wife didn't make you feel good this morning. God ain't telling you to get rid of her. Because your husband don't meet your every whim. I had a sister here at St. Matthew's. She said, you know, my husband, he this, he that, he that. I said, I understand, baby. We all have our... Uh. So, she was, me and her was talking. She said, I love Danzel. I got his picture over there. I said, why is Danzel picture over your house? Why your husband picture over your house? You ain't married to Danzel. And I love Danzel. That's, that's probably the problem. He want to hold your hand. You look up at Danzel. <laughs> and you start looking at somebody that's 29 and 30. And then look at what you got and say, boy, this is a far cry. I guess it is. You married somebody in their 60s. Come on now. I came out of military in 1974. I had a 31-inch waist. 31. It's 33 now. I had a 31-inch thir waist. Not... In fact, listen, my waist was smaller than my son's waist at the same age. Is that deep? Yeah. So people pushing me, like, you need to jog, lose weight, and get back. I ain't getting back to no 31. I, I, don't try, I, don't, I don't rule 31 out. <laughs> and if I come in here too thin, y'all gonna start a rumor. So, so, so the fact of the matter is, the fact, the fact of the matter is, it's tight. Lord, help me to accept the things I cannot change. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. That one's tight, isn't it? He says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. God doesn't deal with pollution. 
You got to examine your life to make sure everything is in the pure sense according to the word. That God is pure, then peaceable. Not full of hell, peaceable. Hurting people hurt people. Come on, now y'all can talk back to them. People full of hell, people full of hell. And it don't take them long to get back to hell. Even though they praise in heaven. They can praise heaven at, at 12 o'clock, be back in hell at 1245. How, how you do that and you just came out of worship? Because <laughs> of what's in you. Peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. James is putting out a practical wisdom, a wisdom that changes my walk, my talk, my worship, my works, my reasoning. My relationships. Can I get a witness? But child of God, all, all you got to do is push the button to get the elevator coming. But uh, I'm, I'm, I want to reach out one moment. Turn, turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Come on, it's to your left. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Now, if you want to go from the lobby to the superior suites. Mm. You got to go from the lobby up to the superior suites. Typically, you need a special key. Yeah, you got you to gotta have a special key to put in the elevator to hit the button. Everybody can't go there. Turn your neighbor and say, everybody can't go there. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why. Just pushing the button to get you to the lobby, uh, it'll bring the elevator down, but for you to go up, uh, I, I want you to see this prayer of Paul's real quick. For this cause, we, verse 9, we also since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of what? His will and what? All wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's a whole nother level of fellowship. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, verse 10, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all perseverance and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks to God who has delivered us, verse 13, out of the power of darkness and translated us into his marvelous light. Oh, Lord. If I'm going to hit this floor, this is another kind of floor. This is where the superior suites are. Can I get a witness? Here's why you and I cannot automatically hit this wisdom. Because when Paul wrote Colossians and Philippians, Paul was in jail. You got to be in prison and have a proper perspective of God from your prison cell before you can praise him this way. Can I get a witness? See, the problem is some of us ain't been to prison. Wait, wait till you get in a prison and God will determine your crosses uh, and your burdens. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Can I get a witness? Uh, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. It's not an easy journey. Can I get a witness? But child of God, if you're going to go to the superior suites, uh, you got to be a prisoner like Paul was. For Paul to be a prison, a prisoner talking about a special wisdom and a spiritual understanding and a deliverance, Paul had to be sold out. Do I have a witness? And then, child of God, as we close, if you're going to go from the superior suites to the penthouse, you got to understand what Paul meant in Philippians chapter 4 when Paul 
was in that damp, damp, dark cell. Can I get a witness? When Paul was all alone and everybody left him, when the rumor was going around that his head was going to come off, do I have a witness? Paul said, only Luke is with me. Can I get, you'll find out who your real friends are when all hell starts breaking out. Can I get a witness? Child of God, Paul said in Philippians 4, I'm coming in. He said, rejoice. Ah, Lord have mercy, it's right here in the text. He says, I can do all things through Christ. But then he goes on to say, rejoice. Verse 4, in the Lord always. Now, let me stop Paul. How can a prisoner rejoice always? How can I have been thrown into a muddy cell? How can I have been locked up in handcuffs and put in a place I don't want to be? How can all my loved ones forsake me? But I'm still in the cell praising his name. Rejoice uh, in the Lord always. I wonder why Paul said that from a prison cell because Paul wanted you to know church at Philippi that my God is able and nothing can happen unless God signs off on it and whatever God signs off on he's got your back that's what he told Job he I mean that's what he told Satan he said have you considered my servant Job do I have a witness? Child, child of God, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let me stop pausing part. We're coming in. That's the ability of the penthouse to be able to praise him in the midst of any problematic situation. You don't wait for the problem to come to start praising him. You got a predetermined praise. So when the hell starts breaking out, the predetermined praise has already sanctioned what you're going to do. Can I get a witness? I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. Do I have a witness up in the house? But Paul says, let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And don't worry about anything. Now let me stop pausing part because I, I, I tend to worry about stuff. Can I get a witness? If one of my kids called and something's wrong, I'm worrying. Oh, I'll pray, but I'm worrying. Can I get a witness? Do I need to catch me a flight to go to them? Do I need to help them out? Do I have a witness? There's some things God's going to bring up in their lives. He won't allow you to help them out. There's some things God's going to bring up in your life. He won't allow others to help you out. He wants you to walk through the shadow of death. He wants you to walk through some darkness. He wants you to walk in some depressing moments. He says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer, Greek word is praise. When the bad news come in, let me start a praise session. Let me dare praise him. Let me be like King Jehoshaphat. Where's, where, where, where's that preacher? Where's that preacher? Stand up, preacher. You know about King Jehoshaphat. Let me talk about 2 Chronicles 20. When the bad news came in, and he said, let's get everybody to fast. We need to express some sorrow up in here. We need some repentance up in here. But we're going to pray to God. Can I get a witness? Uh, God's got the answer. We need God's wisdom. So God said, Jehoshaphat, take your Levites and put them up front and let them sing my praises. Can I get a witness? And then God told Jehoshaphat, this battle is not yours. This battle belongs to the Lord. Can I get a witness? Your battles you cause. God's battles come up out of nowhere. And when they come, just be still. 
and know that he's God. That's your wisdom this morning. Stop moving and trying to make plans. Just be still in everything by praise and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests, Lord, I need you to heal my son. I need you to save my daughter. I need you to help my husband. I need you to bring peace to this home. And the peace, and the peace of God that passive all understanding will guide your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Brother Paul, when I learn what this verse really means, when I praise him for my problems, when I praise him for the things that I don't understand, when I trust him and give him my request, when I say thank you, Lord, I don't even know why I'm saying thank you, but thank you, Lord. In everything, give thanks. I dare you to thank him. I dare you to praise him. I dare you, Lord. Can I get a witness? God sends a peace. He sends two guards out of heaven. One God will guard your heart. The other God will guard your mind. Can I get a witness? When you got peace, only your mind and your heart can disturb it. And God is faithful. How can a prisoner, how can a prisoner in a dark, damp cell dare say rejoice always and again I say rejoice I'm going to praise him for the problems I'm going to praise him for the valleys I'm going to praise him when my heart is broken I'm going to praise him when my mind is messed up I'm going to praise him I'm going to thank him He's a mighty good God. Say yeah. Say yeah. Won't he do it, saints? In God good. Any good. Any good. Any good. Any good. And his mercy endureth forever. Push, push the button in the lobby. The elevator go up. But if you want to go to superior suites, you got to have a faith that can function under trials. If you want to go to the penthouse, you got to be persuaded that nothing, nobody can ever hurt me. I'm in the hands of the king. Can I get a witness? And he's worthy. Isn't he worthy? He's worthy to be praise. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He'll pull you out. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Wisdom is your fuel to your faith. Lord, give me wisdom in my direction, discernments, dependencies, deliverances. Give me wisdom. I'm tired of doing things my own way. It's not working. Let me be still and know that you're God. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved. Jesus died for your sins, was buried, rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Is there one? Is there one? And the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts as in a provocation. Or perhaps you want to join the church in the Christian experience. Is there one? If your hand is raised, come on up front. Praise Jesus. Come on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, it comes a family. A family. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Praise Jesus. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Stand right here. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? We're going to ask that one of the ministers will take you in the back lead and pray. Thank you so much, man. Praise God. Praise him. Let's, let's be seated momentarily as we transition into our communion. The Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 23. Jesus said four things that deals with these. symbolic wafer and the grape juice, symbolic of the third passing of the wine, this do in remembrance of me. And as often as you do this, do it until I come. Then he deals with a discernment of relevance. Don't dare do this in an unworthily adverb manner. None of us are worthy. But don't misappropriate this meaning. We ought to be thinking about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus as we partake of these elements. And then there's a delay. He says, wait on one another. We have to learn to be patient with one another. We have to learn to be loving with one another. We have to learn to be kind to one another. Can I get a witness? As God was kind to you. So let's reach down and grab the uh, flask. If you need help, raise your hand. The deacons are available. Pull out the wafer, which is symbolic of his body. Pull back the flask to the grape juice. Want to make sure everybody has them. Just hold the wafer in your hand, symbolic of his body. He gave his body totally for you and me. He died on the cross for our sins. Substitutionary offering. Let's all partake of the wafer, symbolic of his body, thinking about his death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. Let's all partake of the grape juice, symbolic of his blood. Hebrews 9.22, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Amen. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Praise the name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you want to go to the penthouse, you got to use.